This is SJ Jones. I'm from the band We Are Pigs, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. My partner had an emergency come up, so we had a bail for a few. He may join us at some point, but. All good. All good. Nice to meet you. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you so much for for having me. I'm super stoked. Where are you at today? I am just outside of Joshua Tree uh, in an area called Yucca Valley. Nice. Out there yeah. visiting? You live out there or you're out there visiting? Yeah, I have a house out here. So, oh, nice. So it's nice and chill, gets you great in the desert. How can you? You're in Chicago, right? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Are we losing connection here? Can you hear me? Oh, cool. Sorry, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Hey. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How conducive is where you are to uh, the whole writing creative process? Uh, it's, it's good, you know, because uh, if, if artists are in LA, uh, they love to come out here to the desert to me. But otherwise, you know, it's like it's, it's 2021. Is it 2021? Where yeah. are we? It's 2020, It's 2021. So we do a lot of stuff over Zoom and with audio movers, which is an insane technology that we can we can record in real time, you know. So it's uh, it's it's pretty easy. That's pretty cool. So how did the the project We Are Pigs come about? You know, I started writing uh, the first couple of songs around 2018. And uh, just because I've been so busy with everybody else's projects, um, I do a lot of uh, production and writing work. Uh, I kind of put it on the back burner. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know what? All my friends that, you know, all these people that I've, I've made friends with over my 20 years of being in the music business, they're all home. They're not touring. Right. So, so uh, I just hit them up and I was just like, hey, should we collaborate on a song? You think that would be cool? He has an idea. Um, so the, the first song I did with, uh, with Terry Corso from Alien Ant Farm, we did a cover of Slipknot's Duality. Right. Um, you know, just kind of following pursuit. I see a lot of like on the TikTok trends and stuff like that. When people do cover songs, like things blow up and, yeah. and it got us a, it got us a lot of attention. And then I, I just started reaching out to, to other buddies of mine, um, reached out to head from corn and, right. and Billy Corgan and, uh, Morgan Lander from Kitty, you know, and everyone was just like, man, we love what you're doing. Let like, so we, so they jumped on it with nothing has been in the room, but it's, uh, we've, we've done everything over the interwebs. So it's, it's worked out well. It's amazing how far we've come and that we're able to reinvent ourselves and keep being creative and keep being able to make records. Otherwise we'd all be screwed. So insane, man. So insane. I mean, technology, like love it and hate it at the same time. You know, there's so much, there's so much good that social media and, and technology has brought, but there's also so much 
bad that has come with it, you know, for both sides of, for the artist side, for the label side, for just the industry in general. Yeah. So it's uh it's an interesting time for sure. Sure is. So running over my questions and some of the stuff from the bio, tell me about uh, the song kids and the, and the charity that the pro- some of the proceeds go to. Right. So, um, so for those of you that don't know, um, kids is a song that I collaborated with Head from the band Corn and Head's other bandmate, J.R. Boreas. Uh, they play in a band called Love and Death together. Yeah. Um, that's Head's side project. And, you know, the, um, the concept and the message of Love and Death and I think kind of what who Head is as a person and who I am as a person too, you know, we want to, uh, the message that we want to put into the world is positivity and hope. Um, and expect, especially for the younger generation, life is life has a kids now have a whole different set of problems that they face than what we had when we were growing up. Um, and so we, we wrote, we wrote this song, uh, called kids and it was inspired by the HBO, um, the HBO series uh, with Zendaya called Euphoria. Okay. And I don't know if you've, if you've watched that show, no. but it's, it's, it's pretty like, it's pretty gnarly, you know? And it was, I was just like, Oh my God, like, is, is this what kids are having to go through now? And it is, it's a real life depiction of what kids like what teenagers and are going through in life. And, uh, so I was like, oh, you know, the kids aren't all right. The kids are not going to be okay. Right. This is like life is bad. And so Head was Head said, no, you know, that's not a message that we need to put into the universe. Um, so hence the concept changed to the kids are all right. right. Um, and and so um, Head does a lot of work with a charity called the Husa Weavers. Um, and it is a, uh, Christian based charity, although I am not a uh, Christian, nor do I believe in any kind of, uh, organized religion. Right. You know, I, I think it's really good that at least somebody's doing something good and putting some kind of positivity into kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and you know I I grew up in a, in a pretty indoctrinated like Christian upbringing, so I understand there is some good in it, and there is a lot of damage to it that comes with that too. But yes, uh, I was uh, I was I was happy to to um, for us to put some proceeds to that, and then also another organization we're working with is We Are Moving the Needle, and this one I'm really excited about because. Uh, I don't know if you know, but there are only 2% of women in the music industry. That's what, that's what the statistic is. Uh, women behind the board in terms of being songwriters, engineers, um, producers. Right. So this was Emily Lazar, who is uh, a great friend and a mentor of mine. She started this organization called We Are Moving the Needle. And it's basically to put um, audio equipment into girls' hands, you nice. know, so nice. which is which is really cool. So I'm excited. Give people some a different outlet to channel their frustrations and what's going on. 
in life. So, so really stoked to have teamed up with both of those organizations for this song. Awesome. So I've been jotting notes as you're talking and I, I want to go back to, we were talking about songwriting for a second. Do you feel it's the performers, whether it's music or any kind of art to point out to, is there an obligation to point out that kind of stuff? Do you think it's, you know, to kind of show, hey, this is where we're going and this is where we should go and be more positive. <clears throat> I think uh, with any kind of putting yourself out there, I think there comes a responsibility. Uh, and that's kind of my take on it, is that if you are going to be in the foreground and if you are going to be uh, standing up in front of thousands of people that you probably want to be a better role model than a worse role model. Right, right. So, um, so I, I mean, I don't think that any, like, concept-wise, like, there's so many different concepts that can go into a song, and uh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just think that, that just be being a good human is is really a it's something that that we lack a lot of and and hence the band name we are pigs because the 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 album was kind of birthed out of my feeling that humans are fundamentally bad like you see humans when they get together in this like rally of craziness it's like it's like lord of the flies yes. you know that's kind of, that's kind of that's kind of what this this project it's a concept album and and sort of what it came uh what the concept of the record organically moved towards um but so yeah i think i think it's really important that we that we are kind and that we're better people and that we ho hold ourselves to a higher standard, you know, especially if you want to be in this kind of limelight. Yeah. I imagine there's a bit of catharsis in the, in the songwriting as well, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, it's like the, the, the moniker of we are pigs and you know the pigged masked character that i've i've created it's kind of i, I feel like i'm more comfortable to say things and and mm -hmm. talk about things and sing about things that i would not feel comfortable just you know talking in real right in in reality um so it's definitely given me like a third part persona to be able to discuss things that maybe I don't feel that I would have the courage to speak about. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely been, been cathartic and, and I, I mean, right. Writing a song with Billy Corgan, that's cathartic. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. let's be honest. <laughs> that's, that's like all, that's all your dreams come true. Right. <laughs> Um, it's kind of an interesting how the, I know we're down a rabbit hole here, but it's kind of interesting how the mind works, right? Just the, just the idea of putting a mask on allows you to be, or not just you, but other people as well to be less vulnerable. Does that make sense? Totally, man. It's like, I mean, I think so marketing for me is a big thing. And so this entire project, I've really thought about the branding and the marketing and hence we started with the Slipknot cover 
because I just like, I'm like, these guys are genius. You know, the yeah. fact that they wear masks, it means that they are never going to age themselves. And yeah. in a world where people do not, uh, like the society does not, allow us to age gracefully you know it's like they're they're very hard society is very hard on aging women society is very hard on aging men but way harder on aging women sure. and i and i was just like these guys are genius you know they're going to be 70 years old like you know you're not going to see a face it's going to be a mask and it's it's never going to change because right. it's it's great branding so um, so that's kind of the idea for for We Are Pigs. I mean, not that I plan on 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 wearing masks on stage. Maybe maybe we will. Who knows? I don't right? Know. I'm not sure. So you you asked you uh, segue into one of my next questions. Are you guys doing anything? Planning on anything live, or is it still too early? We most certainly are. Just started rehearsing with the band. Uh, it is a, a it's a three piece. Um, Terry Corso from Alien Ant Farm is the official guitar player for We Are Pigs. And uh, we are releasing a, sing a new single together in December, uh, which we will do a big PR rollout, you know, just saying like, this is Terry's new band. Um, and then I have this great guy from Italy. Uh, his name is Edo and he's, he's on drums. So it's, it's a track heavy three piece. Um, and we're hoping to hit the festival circuit really hard next year. That's Not, the plan. That's nice. I, so are you planning on doing like the new, I guess the music business has sort of reinvented itself and you've kind of got like the new, a single every four to six weeks or something. Are you planning on going that route or are you looking to do like a EP or an album? You know, just in my years of being in the music business, I feel like, EPs and albums don't work anymore unless you have a shit ton of money behind you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in order to beat the, the Spotify algorithms and, you know, to keep people as hungry for content the whole time, dropping a single every like six to 10 weeks, that's the route that we're going just because it makes it a little bit more sustainable. I don't have to like, put out a whole chunk of money up front. Right. Uh, you know, it's like we always have content and we always have something going and, you know, and that, that goddamn Spotify algorithm, I'm telling yeah. you, it's like, you got to keep, you got to keep feeding it in order to keep you up there. So uh, if you are a band, I do think that you should, you should consider really looking at singles and releasing only your strongest songs and, you know, album tracks they, you know, they don't, aren't really worth releasing until like maybe you've done 10 songs and then release a couple of album tr tracks and let it cascade. It's interesting. I know it, it's not only uh, it's people have such short attention spans. Just give me the one song for 99 cents and let me roll on. Holy. It's crazy because as, as a kid, you know, I, you probably grew up the same way by the, it was a process, a ritual by the record sit down, listen to it, start to finish the way it was meant to be sequenced, artwork, everything was like this whole thing. I'm old school. I can't totally. get used to this single stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. It's just, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm kind of, I'm just doing like marketing this towards, sure. you know, a younger, shorter attention span generation, but it's like, man, like some of my best memories, 
movies. Like I remember getting the the Alanis Morissette like supposed former infatuation junkie yeah. record. Well, and it wasn't it was the CD with the dual case and like just pulling out that that uh, pamphlet and just sitting on my bathroom yeah. floor for hours, just like picking apart these lyrics and trying to decipher everything. You know, gone gone in those days. Now it's like like oh lyric video. And, you know, it's like everything's different. Everything's different. However, I do love that Adele just printed half a million vinyls and that 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 shit's like sold out. I know. It gives us hope. And it's funny because I guess there's so many um, fewer vinyl places that make vinyl that she put a clog in or a cog in the wheel for everybody else waiting on vinyl because she ordered that many that quick. Oh, insane, right? It's Yay, pretty crazy. No! <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I watched this that special, and I know it was a TV special, but she's great. She looks great. She I sounds great. I haven't seen it yet, but but all my friends in the industry are like, "Oh my god, you got to watch this." She's I, I'm a huge fan of her. Uh, I think I think she's amazing. I love her personality, and I I think it's so wonderful to see. Like this, the, this quirky, goofy, uh, you know, she's just, she's such a pro at what she does and she deserves every ounce of success Absolutely. That, that she has received. And she's going to get it when that album's released. It's going to be crazy. Right. So what's next for We Are Pigs then going forward from today? So we are releasing a single called Anorectic. Which uh, which is the single with uh, with Terry Corsa from Alien Ant Farm? It's the first song that him and I have written together for this this project. Um, it's either going to be released on the seventeenth of December or the the week after. Which I know it's weird to release something around Christmas, but it is what it is. Right. Um, and then we are going to drop the video, which I'm very excited about. We just went old school, like. Dogtown and Z Boys skate kind of video. Oh, nice! It's really cool. It's just, it's really gritty. It's just everything that it's super unpolished, which which I love. There's something really cool about that. You yeah, know? absolutely. So we're going to be releasing that in the first week of January, um, and then I in the end of Feb, the end of February or beginning of March, uh, I'm releasing, it's going to be the first kind of slow-ish We Are Pig song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of a ballady type thing with uh, Kristen Davis from the band Grey Days. And for those of you that don't know, Grey Days was the project that Chester Bennington was was working on just ah. before he passed. Gotcha. So, um, so we're going to do that. And Grey Days uh, is releasing... Uh, their first single for the new album, which I produced uh, on the 11th of February. So oh, nice. uh, lots of exciting stuff happening next year. That's great. And it, we're, it's right around the corner, right? Now the month will be into uh, 22 and hopefully back to rolling. I know. It's, isn't it insane? Like, I just feel like what happened to these years? Yes. Like these past two years have been a complete Gone. blur. Yep. And nothing's been done. And I can't wait to... I haven't been to a show yet. I'm actually going to my first show in two years coming this Sunday, but I haven't been to a show. (laughs) Richmond's been kind of quiet and nobody's been playing here. So it's kind of, I'm ready. 
Yeah, I bet. I, well, I, I can't wait to uh, scoot through Richmond and come hang out with you. That's absolutely. Be so good. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, man, I so appreciate you. Thank you for all that you are doing to support me and other bands. And so cool. Absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way. Be well. Stay safe. I feel and like hope, I lost you there for a yeah, second. Yeah, there you are. Be well, stay Be safe. Well. Hope to see I'll you here see in Richmond. You soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.